time in my life that has been as hard for me to live and stand for the word of God as it has been the last few years. If my religion, good works, prayer, Bible reading, baptism, or just plain beliefs in God could get me to heaven, then why did God send us his son? I know a lot of moral people that are more moral than a lot of professing saved people. They don't do any of the things that I see a lot of professing Christians do. But who needs the Savior? In Luke chapter 2 and verse 11, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. God knew that we needed a Savior. One who could do for us what we could never, ever do for ourselves. So when we looked at the scriptures in, in God's word and, and we see how clear and how plain it is. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Every one of us in this building and outside of this building needs a Savior. As much as I love the church, the church will not save you. The church will not save you. Good life will not save you. But all of those that we could go down the line, they are evidence that we are saved. Adam and Eve were driven out of the Garden of Eden by committing one sin. How many sins does it take to miss heaven? One. Just one sin. You commit one sin today that has not been covered in the blood of Jesus Christ. And if God took your life today, you would split hell wide open. That's how serious it is. God said in James chapter 2 and verse 10. James chapter 2 and verse 10. When we look at the Word of God and we see what the Bible, not man, but what the Bible says, then that's what we need to go on. That's what we need to believe. And here in the book of James, chapter 2 and verse 10, God said, 
For whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he's guilty of all. So when you commit that one sin, you're guilty of every sin. Unless you've been covered in the blood of Jesus Christ. The issue isn't how many sins. But have you ever sinned? When we were down in Georgia this past week or so, my wife was sitting outside and I went back to the room to get something for her. Came back and she was talking to this man or this man was talking to her. He was using words that he should not use. But uh, God has used Dora every time we've gone to Georgia to talk to somebody about the Lord. Why he chooses her over me to do that in Georgia, I haven't figured out, but I don't really care. If that door is open, if someone will talk to him. And he was in Georgia because of a friend of his and had died, and he came down for the funeral. And when I got down there, I could smell the liquor on his breath, and I said, uh, you're drinking because your friend died? He said, no. I'm drinking because I'm sad. Then his fiancée came up and said, be honest. You're drinking because you're an alcoholic. He said, but I'm saved. I believe God has called me to preach. How can I, how can I be a witness? And Dora's not as blunt as I am. She said, you can start by cleaning your potty mouth. Christians don't curse as a way of life. Christians don't get drunk every time something happens that is said. Because it is the word of God and his shed blood that covers us and gives us the ability to stand up even when things are bad. See, James said, for whoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, guilty of all. So you don't have to be a gross sinner. You don't have to go around cursing all the time and using dope and committing adultery and all those things. One sin that's not covered in the blood of Jesus Christ will send you to hell. I didn't say that. God did. See, the issue is not how many sins, but have you ever sinned? God said in Romans 3.23, and we all know that, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Every one of us in this building, every one of us outside this building has sinned in our life. I would be no problem at all in my own mind that I could say before this day is over, about all of us will sin, at least one sin. 
And it'll start with not me. That was your first thing. Because this is the Lord's day. How many of us keep the Lord's day? If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Ain't that what 1 John 1, 8 says? If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. See, good news is that Jesus came to this earth to pay our sin debt for us. And I told the young man, I said, you got to be honest with yourself. And your fiance said, she's not going to marry you until you stop drinking. I helped her all I could. I said, you ought to stay sober for a year before y'all get married. Now, whether I had the right to say that or not, it, it just came freely. Because she had put up with that for years and years and years, trying to get him in a position. But I said, you can't do that. You can't stop drinking. You can't stop doing anything unless somebody new moves into your life. That is Jesus Christ. Amen. Because Jesus Christ takes it away. He takes it away. He changed. See? But as I said in 1 John 1 8, when it says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. See, it doesn't really make any difference if I've got one sin. And Brother Steve got a hundred sins. If we're not covered in the blood of Jesus Christ, both of us are going to hell. And what has happened today, we have got so morally right that things are not sin. Things are not bad if we don't abuse it. That's why we have social drinking. That's why we have people who shoot up just every once in a while. We have people that are not dedicated to their marriage, not dedicated to their family, but they're a good provider and that's all God wants. No, that's not what all God wants. God wants me to be a protector of my wife. Protector of my family. Good news is that Jesus came to the earth to pay our sin debt for us. In other words, God sent his son to do for me what I could never do for myself. Let's look in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Very elementary today. But when God gives me something, I've been preaching long enough to know that I'm going to preach that. And Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3 and 4, 
Paul here writing to the church of Corinth said, For I deliver unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how the Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures. Let's stop. Notice what he said. For I deliver unto you, first of all, that which I also received. If I'm going to be an effective witness for God, I must have accepted him as my Lord and Savior. I'm not telling you, I'm telling you what God has done for me. He died for me. I have received him personally. Now, I received how the Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Now, we just celebrated, well, shouldn't use the word we, I didn't. The world just celebrated Easter. And their God died on Friday and he rose on Sunday morning. My God didn't die on Friday. Math was one of my best subjects. You die on Friday, you raise Sunday morning. That's not three days and three nights. So it is not complicated to do a little study to find out when he died and when he rose. Now, the reason I say that because God said here, for I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he arose the third day according to scripture. Amen. Friday, Saturday, early Sunday morning, that's three to me. No, it's not three days and three nights. It's how many hours in a day? 24, 24, plus 24, plus 24. You said that's not important. It's not. Then why did God put it there? Amen. He said here in verse 4, and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. So the gospel is how the Christ died, was buried, and arose. The gospel, according to the scriptures, is that he was in that heart of the earth, in that tomb, for three days and three nights, 72 hours. He said, well, that's no big deal. Then I'll tell lost sinners, all you got to do is to believe that Jesus is the Son of God, and then I'll tell you, if you just believe that and don't repent, you're going to hell. To be saved, you must hear the word, believe the word, and God will grant you repentance and faith. No repentance, no salvation. And we wonder why our churches is full of people that play church and a world is full. Look at Washington, D.C. They know nothing about God. Who needs a Savior? United States needs a Savior. Kentucky needs a Savior. Every county that's represented here this morning needs a Savior. 
when we know better and don't preach it and we expect God to bless? Jesus said we must repent. Notice with me in Mark 1.15. Mark 1.15. God said here in the book of Mark, chapter 1, verse 15, and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. What is repentance? Change of mind. Change of heart. Change of action. But what we have today is we have a great number of church members all across this country that believe that salvation took place when they walked the aisle because no change has been made in their life. The gospel means good news. We must turn from our own thoughts and ways and believe the gospel. In the book of John, chapter 8, John, chapter 8, and verse 24. Now, when we... Look at this scripture. John the 8th chapter. Now, when we look at this scripture in John, the 8th chapter and the 24th verse, God said, I say therefore unto you, that ye shall die in your sins, for if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. I don't, it makes no difference how many churches you've joined over the years, how you lifted up in your community, how everybody in the church loves you. God said, He shall die in your sins, for if he believe not that I am he, he shall die in your sins. See, we must fully believe to the point that when we are willing to act on our belief and cry out to God and ask him to save us by faith. Can you remember the day God saved you? You don't have to. You know, I don't get all excited when somebody says, you know, I know I'm saved. I can't remember the exact, you know, I was born October the 4th. I don't know if I was or not. That's what I was told. But I know I was born. And I believe that I was saved that Tuesday morning going to work at IBM at the Six Mile Bridge on the US 25. But if that's just a figure in my imagination, My question is, Brother Vance, do you know you're saved right now? Yes, I do. Because you can't take your whole eternal life and base it on an act that you say you remember. (coughs) 
I went to the eye doctor Friday and he looked into my eyes and checked the things he put in there. He said, they haven't moved. I said, that means you did a good job, Doc. He said, do you realize that was nine years ago today? And I don't think so. He said, I know so. It's right here. I know so. It's right here. God said he must repent. No repentance, no life. In Romans chapter 10, Romans chapter 10 and verse 9. Romans 10, verse 9. God said that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That's qualifications for you to be saved. First of all, you've got to confess before man that you're a sinner. You've got to believe in your heart that God raised Jesus up from the grave. He says if you do that, that's the first steps of salvation. We know salvation is an act when God, you're saved. But there was some preparatory work. And once you, that you know that you're lost and you want to be saved, God will grant you repentance. And repentance is a change of mind, a change of heart that leads to a change of action. It's a one-time act that never stops working in your life. God said, For with the heart, in verse 10, man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scriptures saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. I love to tell this story. My mom was up in age before God saved her. She ain't going in the water for nobody. Water is to bathe and take a drink. But I remember that Sunday afternoon before she was going to be baptized on Sunday night or Sunday afternoon whatever it was, I think she was baptized at Brown Station because they didn't have a baptistry down the grave. And I asked her, I said, are you going to be baptized? And she said, what course I am. People who are saved want to submit to baptism. You understand what I'm saying? You want to make it known. I'm a child of the king. How easy is it? Same chapter, Romans chapter 10, 
and you look at verse 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And I had a person tell me since last week, I don't understand that. I've been saved over 50 years and I still don't understand it. God didn't ask me if I understood. He asked me what I believe in. And I believe that Christ died for me, was buried for me, arose for me, and he's coming back in the air for me. And that is pre-trib, not mid-trib. Y'all that are excited about the second, second coming and the book of Revelation, God has given me some stuff. You're going to love it. Some of my best friends, preachers in Lexington, they've been giving me a hard time. I'm going to prove to you it's mid-trib. I said, I'm waiting. I prove from the word of God it's pre-trib. One of those scriptures, all I need, God has not appointed wrath unto his children. But it goes back to the Old Testament. It's just like the Old Testament points us to the New Testament. We must come to God through Jesus Christ. You know, in John 14 and verse 6, we all know that verse, don't we? Jesus said unto him, I am the way. I am the truth and I am the light. No man come unto the Father but by me. You know what's an important word in that verse? It's used three times. It's an article. But it's not just any article. It's a definite article. A definite article. Which means he said, I am the way. Not one of the ways. Definite article. I am the truth. I am the life. Now, you get your good youngs or strongs and coordinates and you'll find out how important a definite article is. It means it can't be replaced. It can't be changed. So he dealt with me when he called me out of darkness and he spoke to my heart and he told me that I'm the way, the truth, the life. And Tony, you can't come to me any other way except that way. There's not many ways to be saved. There's only one. That's through the blood of Jesus Christ. Now, the question here is, who needs the Savior? We all do. Never been a man, woman, boy, girl born that didn't need Jesus. Now look with me in the book of Acts, 17th chapter. Acts 17, verse 30 and 31. And the times of this Ignorance, God winked at. 
but now commanded all men everywhere to repent. Because he hath appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men in that he raised him from the dead. You see that word appointed? I had a, an appointment with my eye doctor Friday at 1.30. That's what my appointment was. Now, I also have an appointment in which my Savior will judge me. But he's going to judge the world. And I don't know how many of y'all understand the difference between the great white throne judgment and the judgment seat of Christ. But I'm going to stand before God one day at the judgment seat and my whole life is going to go right before me. And I can imagine there's someone that I had an opportunity to witness to and I didn't take it. And I'm going to see God cast them into hell. And I'm going to lose rewards. Now, most people don't believe that because they haven't been taught it and they don't want to believe it. They believe that, that when they die, everybody goes up to heaven and everybody, number ones, have got, God got millions and millions of number ones. But he doesn't. And if you understood the bride of Christ, that wouldn't bother you at all. But if I'm wrong and everybody goes to heaven is in the bride, who are these people that go in and out? We know the bride is going to stay right there with Christ, wherever Christ that the bride is going to be. Who are these other people? Brother Clyde Hancock said, I held a revival for him down in Hobsonville. And, you know, when you preach for Brother Clyde, you got to preach over Brother Clyde, you know. And, and I love it. I was preaching on the bride of Christ. And he said, come on now, come on, hallelujah, tell it, tell it, tell it. He just excited. Y'all remember Brother Clyde? Cries, cries always through his message. He said, I know I'm saved, but I am working, W-O-R-K-I-N-G, to be in the bride. And when I say that, there's only a very few of us that believe that. But the bride isn't made up of a lot of people, isn't it? Just one. There's going to be more. But one thing I hope everybody agrees with is going to be a Baptist bride. I believe Protestants are saved. 
won't be any bride. Because God has one way of a man to be saved. That is through the preaching of the gospel. And he is the one that grants repentance and faith. Nobody else. So as we close, Isaiah 45, verse 22, Isaiah says, Look unto me, and be ye saved. You're there? Look unto me, and be ye saved. Who? All the ends of the earth. For I am God and there is none else. You don't look unto a church. You don't look unto baptism. You don't look unto good works. You look unto Jesus. When I got married, the old Baptist preacher up here at Main Street in Lexington didn't give me a list of things. Now, Vance, this is a list that God gave me that you ought to do as a, a good husband. He didn't give me no list. But God did. And he gave my wife a list. problem with our churches. It's the same thing that is problem with our homes. Remember, as we close, there's only two divine institutions, the church and the family. And God is to be the head of both. If God is not a head of your family and you're still together, God has blessed you beyond measure. But you're alive. You've got an opportunity to say, Lord, I know I'm saved. Show me what you want me to do. Can you? Will you? And if you hear lost, I plan to start a series on the second coming. I believe the Lord is coming. I said a few years ago that I will not die. I will be raptured. I still believe that. That's how close I believe the Lord's second coming is. But today is the day to make things right.